This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Spirit into our hearts. Let this be a day that you touch our hearts and our lives and our souls with your wonderful blessing as we've come to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you all to stand if you're able as we sing together forward through the ages.
Please be seated. This morning is Loyalty Sunday, and so you'll find in your bulletin a couple of things. First of all, we have a card where you can make a pledge commitment to God. Now, these are intended for your purpose. Once a year, we just give you the opportunity to decide what you want to do with your finances, with, with your faith, with God. Uh, you can sign them if you want us to track them, or you can not sign them because it's really between you and God. The second thing is an envelope for a Thanksgiving offering, and this is an opportunity to say thank you to God for what he's done for us and to give back to people in need around the world. And so that's what we use it for is our mission pledge. And so we do have it there for you, use if you want to give an extra gift. Thank you. A few clipboards today, too, actually. One that goes to each section, and that's for the Hanging of the Greens. And the Hanging of the Greens is a wonderful evening uh, on December 1st where we gather together for a potluck dinner, and then the kids have a Santa's workshop, and we decorate the whole church, and then we get together for, to sing Christmas carols, and it's a great time. So I ask you to check that out and consider attending that. And the other one, there's only one clipboard that's going to go through all the different sections, and that is for um, sponsoring the the altar flowers and the bulletins, okay? Um, all of these shoe boxes are an incredible blessing to us. This is for Operation Christmas Child, and today at 12.30, if you want to come back, we are going to be packing all of these up in big boxes to head them out on their next route of the journey because these boxes are filled with gifts for children around the world, and not only gifts, but they also share the gospel message. And through this ministry, uh, people's lives are changed, and churches are built, and communities change, and it's a wonderful blessing. Um, we also have... There's a lot going on today. Today is Heritage Sunday. And with Heritage Sunday, we take a moment to honor the people who have been members at Pendleton Center United Methodist Church for the longest. And so I'm going to read the names of all the people that have made that long-time commitment. And if the, I call your name, if you could please stand up because we'd like to give you a, a rose. So Anna K. Anderson, Richard Anderson II, Julie Butel, Darlene Brooks, Olive Burbage, Gary Duchere, Shirley Duchere, Dorothy Getty, Ed Getty, Kathy Hill, Amy Hothow, Sam Matina II, Salvatore Matina, Jean McMorris, Ursula Morrison, Carolyn P Patterson, Jeannie Prendergast, Marge Riggs, Sandy Roseland, Claudia Rowe, June Smith, Bev Spencer, Vicki Spencer, and Marge Wurtenberger. So for all of these people, I just want to say a great big thank you because it's your commitment to this ministry that has been allowing it to go on for so long. And so thank you to all of you. And this is a, these are our heritage members. So God is so good, and God is blessing us in so many ways. I'd like to hear from you today a joy. What's God doing in your life? What are you thankful for? Can we just start with, it's going to be Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> We're all thankful for a time to be with family and friends and good food. Beautiful sunshine. If you see me squinting every once in a while, beautiful sunshine. Yeah. Anyone else want to share? Oh, Yeah. Well, 
The choir helped unload the turkeys from the freezer. God bless the choir. <laughs> Thank you, guys. A lot of turkeys that we're giving out. What a wonderful ministry that is, too. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, Bridget. You got two turtles. What a blessing. I think that's a blessing, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Becky. So we are thankful for new faces here, and we're thankful for greeting ministries, and we're thankful that uh, Becky's husband, Tom, made it through his pacemaker surgery well. Continue to keep him in prayer. Renee. I'm very So for the Grief Share ministry, because it, it is a, a powerful ministry to minister to people in, who are going through uh, grieving with the passing of loved ones. Anyone else want to share? Yeah, Elizabeth. So lots, lots of healing and, and in every area, physically and, and relationally, yes. Praise God. Anyone else want to share? Well, those are all good things, and I know that God is doing even more, that God is incredibly blessing you because God is moving in your life at all times. So I ask you as we give back our, our gifts, tithes, and offerings to take some time to, to consider Consider all the things that God is doing in your life, the many blessings, and give with a thankful heart. No need to knock, no need to knock. The door is open, just come on in. No, no need to knock, no need to knock. The door is open, just come on in. Oh, no.
The door is open, just come on in. Oh, no need to knock, no need to knock. The door is open, just come on in. Oh, no. door for us for eternity, for giving us your life, your love, your grace. And I pray that you will accept these gifts that we give back to you as an offering of our gratitude. May they be blessed to minister to others, to transform the world in your name, for your kingdom work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Okay, let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Lord, we come to you this day with open hearts, willing hearts, seeking you, knowing you are there. Lord, I pray that you will will strengthen our trust, that we may lean back into your loving arms, knowing that you are there to walk us through all of these difficult times. I pray that you will send your healing touch upon all of the people named and all the people on our hearts, Lord, that there be physical healing upon the body and we bind up and cast out cancer in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for all of those who are going through surgeries or have gone through surgeries for swift healing, pain-free Lord, I pray that you'll be with families as they care for their loved ones that you will give strength, endurance, and peace. Give them rest, Lord, and help us to be a community that surrounds people with support and encouragement. Lord, I pray that you'll continue to, to guide us in being witnesses for you and through you. I pray that you'll be with our families and you will fill us with your love and protect us from the enemy. I pray for those with grieving hearts, grieving from those who have passed, grieving from those who have lost jobs, grieving from broken relationships, people who have loss on their hearts and in their minds. Lord, I pray for healing for those who are grieving, that they may find your comfort and your peace. Wrap them in your loving arms, Lord. Hold them tight. Lord, I pray for this church that you will continue to guide us and that you'll be with those in leadership 
and be with the cabinet and the bishop with all the decisions that are being made, Lord. May all decisions be made through you. I pray, Lord, for all those who are struggling with indecision, with confusion, with um, lack of clarity in their lives, that they may experience your power and come to know your purpose in their life. Direct their path, and I pray that you'll open doors for them. Make it bold. Bring on courageous willingness to walk into whatever you would have them do. I pray, Lord, that you'll keep all of us strong in our faith, that we will be able to stand firm in your love and in your grace no matter what we face. Help us to be that supportive person without others and that we may be a witness for others, that they may come to know you through us. I thank you for the healing you're doing in every part of our life our lives, Lord, from our healing in our physical bodies, our minds, in our hearts, in our very souls, Lord, in our relationships. I thank you and I praise you for what you're doing and I trust you to be there with us through it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's hear from the word of the Lord. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Luke, chapter 5, Verses 1 through 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to the shore, left everything, and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Jan. Somebody asked me last night, how long have these people been members of our church? And I said, these have been active members of our church for over 40 years. So now I want you to understand, some of them joined the church when they were very young. Very young. I don't want to get in trouble. This is the last in our sermon series about redemption. The redemption of God. And this morning we're going to talk about God redeeming our entire life, our purpose, why we exist. God calls us to a transformed life. He has gifted us for something incredible, something special. 
We've been looking at superheroes, and I have to tell you that my favorite superhero growing up was not Superman. It wasn't Batman. It was Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. This is what happened when he became Spider-Man. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> All right. takes a little practice. <laughs> Amazing powers and abilities, like the ability to take a video that doesn't work and make it work in a few seconds. Thank you, Adrian. Pretty amazing what he does for us. Peter Parker. I found him fascinating. A young teenager. He was the only teenager that was a superhero that we've ever heard of. Amazed us, especially when I was a teenager. I started reading Spider-Man Spider-Man 1. I actually owned all those comic books until my mother decided they were just useless old magazines and tossed them in the trash. Peter Parker. And we also have another Peter in this story. He's a different kind of hero. He's a fisherman. Now, I'm not much of a fisherman. I've fished back in the day, but I don't have the patience for fish, fishing, to tell you the truth. But I have noticed that if you want the big fish, they're usually out in the deep water. In the shallow waters, you see all the little fish floating around. And in this story, we learn that we live too much of our lives in shallow waters. A lot of us just want that kind of a life. An opportunity to just kind of live, have a job, maybe meet somebody we can fall in love with, build a house, have a child, go through the day today. We'll go to church, learn a little bit about God. But somewhere along the line, we're still a little in the shadows. One of the reasons why I liked Spider-Man was because as a teenager, I was going through all kinds of struggles trying to figure out what my life was supposed to be and how my life would work, and Spider-Man was going through the same stuff. He was in love with the beautiful girl next door who didn't have the time of day for him. I understood that. 
He was the one who got picked on by bullies at school. He was the one who got hassled by the people who took care of him. I felt a lot like Spider-Man, except I couldn't climb walls and, you know, stuff like that. Jesus says to Peter, put the boat out a little ways from shore so I can talk to the people. See, the people have been crowding around Jesus while he was teaching them, and it was getting to the point where I'm sure it was hard for people to hear over the crowd, and so he wanted to get out on the water. I discovered sound travels real well on water. I had a friend of mine and I, we used to go out in the boat together sailing, and we would tell each other things that we would never tell anybody else. You know those secrets that you, you tell to that one, one or two people in life that you kind of share? He was sort of like my confessor. And, and I found out, oh, maybe about a year or two after this, as we were coming to shore, that it wasn't so secret because my wife said, you know, we can hear everything you're saying out there. <laughs> Not so good. The sound travels across water. He asked Peter, put the boat out a little ways. And Peter did what Jesus asked. He knew Jesus. He even called him master, but they were still in the shallows. The people in this story are hungering for the word of God. They want to hear what Jesus has to say. And sometimes the question is, do we hunger for God or do we get so distracted by all the things that happen in the shallows of our lives that God isn't that important? Many years ago, there was a book written called Our God is Too Small. Our God is Too Small. For many people, they have the idea of God as being some itinerant preacher from way back a couple thousand years ago that was meek and mild and just preached love and kindness to everybody. And we all know that in this world, if that's what you do, somebody's going to stamp on you. So you got to be a little tougher than that. Jesus says, Peter, put the boat out into deep waters and cast your nets. And Peter starts arguing, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I'll let down the nets. I think what he was thinking was something like, you're a carpenter preacher. What do you know about fishing? I've been working all night. I know there's no fish today. But I guess we'll do it because you told me to. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had to, to, to work a really long, hard day, and you're ready to just rest and relax a little bit, and you get that call? You know the call I'm talking about. You can't ignore it. you got to go to it. you got to go, whether you want to or not, but you don't want to. And Peter didn't want to. He even argued with Jesus. I think he saw Jesus as a, as a great man, as a great teacher, but not somebody to really tell him anything about, certainly, fishing. But God doesn't call us to a simple life. He calls us to a redeemed life, a transformed life, and redemption of our expectations. Romans chapter 12 says to us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Most people don't understand what God's offering. They're stuck in the shallows. We need to learn how to expect the unexpected. God calls us to amazing things. Peter didn't understand. And often we don't understand what God is calling us to. But if God is calling, we need to respond. Because when Peter went out in the deep waters, Jesus gave him a blessing beyond anything he ever imagined 
possible. If Peter had worked for the entire week, he would not have caught as many fish as he caught that day. They said there were so many fish that the nets themselves were starting to break. They called over a second boat, filled both boats, and two boats were starting to sink because there were so many. They were astonished, amazed, as we are about anything God does to us in our world. Because we have a tendency to think of God as being too small. Way out there, not paying attention to what we're doing in our everyday life. And yet God wants to transform even what we do every day. They were astonished, impressed. But the miracles, you see, are to honor God. And sometimes we get caught up in it. They, they found themselves focused on these fish. Oh my gosh, we've got to get all these fish. We've got to get them back to shore not noticing who had made all the fish appear in the first place. Oftentimes, we tend to think of God as being someone there to serve us, someone there to provide for us. Dear God, give me this. God, give me that. Give me this. Give me that. And we think that the gifts that God has given to us are just for our purpose. But God does the miracles, and God gives each of us with a purpose and with an ability for his purpose. He said in Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. And I called you to my purpose. What if you got superpowers? What if you all of a sudden found yourself with the ability to do amazing things like Peter Parker? What would you do with such a thing like that? Well, if you were Peter Parker and a teenager, you might do something like this. Give it up, Parker. One sec. Come on, man. Why did you take it from me? It's like Flash, take it, man. Go ahead, take it. about this. All right, about that. want to do to those high school bully, don't we? We'll show him. We'll teach him who's the tough guy. We applaud that. It excites us if we're living in the shallows. The truth of the matter is, if you aren't aware of it, when you graduate high school, the high school bully disappears from your life unless you keep him in your mind. He's gone. Doesn't really mean anything. He lives in the shallows. All those, all those demons and those spooky things live in the shallows. 
God isn't calling us to live in the shallow life where all our focus is how we can look good by the gifts that God has given to us or how we can make someone else look bad. God is calling us to go into the deep water where the truly amazing things happen. Psalm 42, verse 7, it says, Deep calls to deep and the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. There is something in your life that is deeper than just living. Something in your life that is deeper than just going through the shallow day-to-day of life that God has called you to. God has called us to. As a church, as a people of God, but God has called each of us to. Jesus chose Peter before Peter chose God. Just as Jesus chose you before you even understood you were called. A redeemed soul. A redeemed life is one that has Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. That's the ultimate Christian statement. Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. When, When Peter sees this miraculous catch of fish, he says to Jesus, go away from me, I am a sinful man. Many of us think that to be worthy of God, we have to somehow be special, some super saint, somebody who never did anything wrong, never made a mistake, always walked perfect, always kept all the rules and all the laws. That ain't me, guys. That's not you. Because we're just not that good. But God can make us good. God can change and transform us, and God can pull us into a redeemed life with him. Peter said, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus accepted him anyways. Just as we say in our prayer of confession, remember? Let's do it together. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. You can make me whole. Forgive me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I can say to you, Not by the power I have, but the power of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Or I'd like to say thank you. Thank you. Because when you say that to me, it makes me feel so different. As if the, the power of brokenness is broken. God redeems us. He's our Savior. He changes us. He transforms us in this life so that we're better. Not just for the life to come, though. For this life as well, because Jesus Christ is not just our Savior. He's our Lord and our Savior. He says to Simon Peter, put out into the deep water. I don't know if you noticed, but but when they were in the shallows and he wanted to go out a little ways, he asked Peter, is it okay if I get in your boat and go out a little ways and preach. But once, once, once he knows who Peter is and Peter knows who he is, then he tells him what he's to do. God commands Peter, as God commands you, set out into the deep waters. Let down your nets. Peter doesn't want to do it. He doesn't understand it. It doesn't make sense. But we're supposed to expect the unexpected, expect amazing results. Leave your old life behind, Peter. You've been catching fish. 
I'm going to have you now transform the lives of people. Remember this from the little nursery song we'd sing? I will make you fishers of men, fishers of men, fishers of men. That's back when men meant people, by the way, you know. Same idea. It wasn't just guys they were trying to catch. But he let down the nets, and it was such a huge catch that it was overwhelming. And then Peter went out, not just to to catch fish, which would have been amazing to his village, but to catch people for God and transform the entire world. Leave your life behind. Walk away from the best day of your career. Can you imagine that? I want you to picture right now the best day of your career. Something beyond anything you've ever accomplished. The greatest, most amazing day. And God says, yeah, that's nothing. Well, let's go do something real. Let's get out of the shallow waters and, and go out to where it's deep. And God gave Peter what he needed. And he astonished Peter and all the people with him and transformed his life, but not just his life, the whole world with it. You know, the legacy of our church, the legacy of our church is not putting a building on this street corner. The legacy of our church is not to build a large organization where we all come to gather for worship. The legacy of our church is not great music or wonderful worship or even great children's programs or things for our children. The legacy of our church lives in the lives of people. That can never be destroyed. That can never be taken away. That goes on again and again from person to person to person. And what we have begun here will continue into eternity. Think of that. What else do you work on that lasts into eternity? This will last forever and beyond. Luke chapter 9 tells us we have power we don't even realize. Jesus called the 12 together. He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. That doesn't mean God wants us to be so healthy we live forever, because believe it or not, God doesn't want us to live in this world forever. There's too much brokenness in this world. He has a better creation waiting for us. But in this world, he can give us the power that even when we're sick, we can overcome it. Even when we're feeling oppressed, we can overcome it. God gives us the power to overcome all the brokenness, to cast out the demons in our lives, to heal the sickness, to make us know that we live, and not just now, but live forever. But that's deep faith. And you know, we don't like the deep waters. I took my brother-in-law out in the boat, and... (laughs) I don't, think I, I don't know if I told you this story. I probably did. I hadn't had this boat very long. I got it from my brother. And we were out kind of following this weird parade on Silver Lake. And my wife noticed storm clouds coming. We're in the middle of the lake. Unbeknownst to me, this was the second time my brother-in-law had ever been in a boat in his life. My wife says, you know, we might want to go in because the storm's coming. I said, no, the wind blows the other way. Those storm clouds won't hit us. A little later, the storm hit us. 
pushing our little boat around, pouring water down. We're all soaking wet. There's my brother-in-law in the back of the boat. It was okay until the engine died. I see all the other boats scurrying towards shore. And we're sitting in the middle of the lake, in the deep water. Now, if we'd been in the shallow waters alongside the shoreline, I would have just jumped out and pulled the boat into the shore. But we're in the middle of the lake in the deep water. And it might be a small lake, but it's deep. It could swallow up that boat and all of us. We don't want to go out in the deep water. The deep water is a scary place. But Jesus says in verse 10, don't be afraid. That's what God says throughout the scriptures. Don't be afraid. He sends angels to say, don't be afraid. He sends his, his son to say, don't be afraid. God wants us to go deep. See, we're afraid of what we'll lose. We're afraid we won't succeed. We're afraid we won't be able to make it in the deep waters. My brother-in-law had more confidence in me than I had in myself, thank God. We got the boat going. But I understand. It's hard to trust when we failed so many times in life, when we've seen the brokenness of life wear us down. We, 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 we want to we hold on to every opportunity we get. Now, I want you to remember this. They caught so many fish that the nets were breaking. So what did they do? They started to put them in the boat. And then the boat started to sink. So what did they do? They called a second boat. And that boat, after filled up, started sinking. What could they have done? Throw some back? Throw some back? Get rid of some? We can't do that. This is the greatest fish catch we've ever had. They have more fish than they could ever use. What would it take before we would feel confident to give some back? God can give you anything you need. You do know that, don't you? I can't tell you the amount of times when people have come up to me because they have some problem, some need in their lives, and they, they just need a little money. And it always seems to happen after somebody has given me a gift of money. You know? Somebody puts some cash in my pocket, and as soon as that happens, somebody comes up and asks for it. Don't misunderstand, not money I took out of my paycheck, some money that somebody put in my pocket as a gift, which I assumed, of course, is mine. It's mine. Mine, 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 mine. We're like little seagulls, aren't we? It's not mine. God gave it to me to see what I would do with it. When people ask, it's like, well, it's not mine anyways. It was a gift. Just like everything God has gifted you to be able to do, everything God has gifted you to have, God gives it to us to see what we will do. We got Thanksgiving weekend coming up. It's a funny holiday because it was established by the government, but we talk more about God on that holiday than the holidays that were established by the church. But that's a different story altogether, right? Thanksgiving... We will sit down to stuff our bellies full of more food than we would ever possibly need. And then we'll look at the table and there'll still be plenty of food left, right? And if there's not, we feel we somehow failed because we've not overstuffed ourselves. It's not the turkey we stuff on Thanksgiving. But do we remember? Do we remember why God has given us that abundance? Do we not only thank God in our words, 
but then thank God in our actions. God didn't give you an abundance so you could store it away somewhere. He gave you an abundance so that you could share it, and he will give you more, far more than you could imagine. Peter Parker was talking to his uncle, Ben, and Uncle Ben said to him, to those who have been given great power comes great responsibility. One of the most famous lines in the Spider-Man saga To those who have been given great power comes great responsibility. Taken right out of the Bible, by the way, in the book of Luke, where it says, for everyone who has been given, much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. God will bless you to be a blessing. And if you're a blessing, he will bless you with more. God will overbless you beyond your imagination so long as you show yourself to be responsible with the gifts he gave you. See, God only asks us to do what we're capable of. Peter, put the boat out in shallow water. He didn't ask Peter Peter to climb a mountain. He didn't ask Peter to, to, to jump out of an airplane. He didn't ask Peter to do something he wasn't capable of. Do what I've gifted you to do. And Peter led the whole church. It was God's plan from the beginning. Now, maybe you're not designed to lead the entire church. Most of us aren't. There's very few that do that. But God has designed you for something special, something amazing. If we step out of the shallows, and we're not afraid. Peter did what Jesus asked, and not only did he have a miracle of fish, But that didn't turn out to be the only miracle that Jesus experienced. Because shortly after that, they were out in the boat in the same same Sea of Galilee. And Jesus comes walking across the water, and Peter says, hey, can I do this too? And Jesus says, sure. You think that Jesus is the one who walked on water. Do you know Peter walked on water too? It wasn't even ice. And then Peter saw thousands fed with a little loaf of bread. Then Peter saw the sick cured and healed. And Peter saw demons cast out and Satan fall from heaven. And then Peter, Peter saw the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then Peter went on to found the church that we're a part of. Thank God he didn't stay in the shallows. Thank God Peter went out in the deep waters. God is calling us to step out in faith. Don't be afraid. God has something much deeper, much greater, much more amazing planned for you than you can ever imagine.
us and God offers us grace continually and we have an opportunity to receive grace at the table and so as we prepare ourselves for that opportunity of grace a table of love let's greet one another with the peace of the Holy Spirit gentlemen peace be with you peace be with you
we do give thanks for all that the Lord has done for us, for all that God has provided for us. Remission of sin, the ability to reconnect with God and draw from God everything that we need to bless God and to be a blessing in the world. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing that God has done for us without us ever even knowing that we needed it. But yet we can reach out. Come to the table this morning. Everyone is welcome. You don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to be a member of any church. If you know that you are sensing the call of God, that God is drawing you closer and closer to himself by God's grace, you are invited to the table. Come and meet with God today. Come and receive what God has for you. Come seeking all that God would pour out into your life. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. By your appointment, the seasons come and go. You bring forth bread from the earth and create the fruit of the vine. You formed us in your image and made us stewards of your world. Earth has yielded its treasure, and from your hand we have received blessing on blessing. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. When hungry and tempted, he refused to make bread for himself, that he might be the bread of life for others. When the multitudes were hungry, he fed them. He broke bread with the outcast, but drove the greedy from the temple. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood the blood of the new covenant poured out for you, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died. 
Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now shall we pray with the confidence of dearly beloved children of God the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving this morning please come forward? Shake off these heavy chains, wipe away her 
like to invite you all to stand if you're able as we sing together come thou fount of every blessing God surging through your life. You're no longer called to live in the shadows or the shallows, but to go deep and let the blessings of God fill your life. Cast out the demons, proclaim the miracles, go and live with the power of God and let people know there's hope for this world because there's hope in your heart. May God go with you. May God bless you. May God wash over your life and give you peace. And may God lift up your heart to all the world that you might bring redemption. Amen.